What's going on, everybody? I'm Mara. And I'm Taz. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. There are levels to holding it down when your man get locked up. Level one, sending cards. Level two, putting your spare change on his books. Level three, using your check to bail him out. Level four, not having enough money for the bail, so taking matters into your own hands. Our players this week are Wilbert Darylot, our victim, Jerry Bell, our victim, Charles Ford, Erica's boyfriend, Diego Belly, Charles's brother and our accomplice, Shondell Bradley, our accomplice, Kendra Moore, accomplice, question mark, and Erica's friend, and Erica Stokes, our murderess. Erica Krishana Stokes was born on March 6, 1982. She is born and bred in Atlanta, baby. As she got older, she worked really hard. She worked in the fast food industry, but that doesn't mean that she didn't work hard. She was a single mom to three boys, and she was using all that she could to support them. She had different baby daddies. She was in and out of relationships. She was one of those people that you would call a serial monogamous, those people that fall deep, fall fast, but never really um, can keep their relationship. And she really wanted to figure out, like, how do I find this family structure? I feel like we had another one that started like this. Like, I want a family structure for me and my boys. So I'm just going to go to whatever. And y'all don't have to do that. She also worked in a hospital at some point. I don't know in what capacity. And it doesn't seem like she was a medical professional. It's a given she worked in a cafeteria. Or maybe she was I, like Oh, okay. Staff. For me, it was giving that she was changing the sheets or something, like laundry. She does what anybody else does. She's a woman of the 21st century. And she downloads the apps. She swipes left. She swipes right. She swipes again. And then she sees Charles Kendall Ford. And she goes, that's it. That's it right there. Now, that's a man. <laughs> I don't need no weak little boy. I can't say no to his daddy hanging on me. I need, I need a, a man. man. A man, you hear me? A man. Charles Kendall Ford was that man. Now, Erica would text him, and they move from the app to the texting. Things are getting serious. They're learning about each other. And she learns he's a bit of a bad boy. That's okay. We all have a past. You have a criminal record. I have three kids. We're going to look past it, okay? We're just going to love each other for where we're at now. She also learns that his past isn't so much his past as it is his still present day. So the way Charles makes his money is he moves drugs from Colorado to Georgia. In the past, he's got a a cocaine possession charge. He's He's got a record for fleeing from juvenile detention center, a little car theft, a little felony child abuse, but we don't know the details. But... We're going to look in the present now, right? So was she. Yeah. I don't understand how you have three kids and this nigga has a felony child abuse charge and he's still a potential contender for you. (laughs) 
Right. That's question. There are famous people right now Mm -hmm. that are known sexual offenders, and they have had children with those people. Crazy. (laughs) Cannot understand it. Erica decides that she wants to look past all these flaws with Charles because finding love is hard. In the past, she would meet niggas and it never go past the second or third date or they got an issue with this, that, and the third. And at some point, that starts to beat up your self-esteem. Like, you don't feel good enough. You don't feel like you deserve love. It makes you lower your standards and you just take what you can get. You know what I mean? And she was sick of being lonely. And, and Charles wasn't making her feel like that. He was constantly complimenting her. He was over her house, helping out with the kids. She was like, damn, he loved me and my kids. He was just always showering her with love, making her feel wanted. And she loved that about him. She was like, you know what? This my family, this my man. We locked in. I'm, I'm cool with this right here. But one day, on September 9th of 2008, in a small Colorado neighborhood, Charles gets into an altercation with the hot dog man. This is what they call him in the newspaper articles. The hot dog man. The hot dog man. The hot dog dude. His name was Quincy Henderson, but I don't know if this was part of the deal of getting the drugs or whatever, or if he just got into it with a random hot dog vendor on the street. But they start fist fighting. Next thing you know, Charles pulls out his gun and shoots him three times. Now he on the run. So he heads on home to Douglasville, and he hopping over to this person's house and that person's house trying to hide from the police. Oh, I'm going to stay with my mama for a couple of days. I'm going to stay in my auntie's house. Ends up over at Erica's house who the newspaper call her cousins, and I'm sure that she did not like that. Like, I'm not his cousin, I'm his girlfriend, okay? But that's probably what he told them to say, girl. So he pulls up, they pull up, I think it's like six weeks after the guy gets shot, but they finally catch up with Charles and they arrest him. Charles, he was out here running the streets with a 19-year-old, D'Angelo Calloway. Charles is 28 at the time of his arrest, so he's locked up. You out here running around with young boys, which is like already, where's your headspace? Yeah. Now, Erica, she's distraught. Like, my man is gone. I'm so lonely without him. Bring my baby back. Free, free Charles till it's backwards. Like, I need him to come home. There's no part clicking at Erica that's like, yo, yo, nigga just killed somebody. Like, your nigga just got in a fist fight with somebody and shot him. All you worried about is that your bed is cold at night. Is that there's nobody to hold you. They hadn't been together for that long. But she was in love. Because he was arrested in October. So that's, what's that? That's fall. Because we're about to be, mm-hmm. it's about to be Halloween. October 23rd-ish. He was arrested around that time. And everything says that they met in spring. So oh, they had a summer together. Mm-hmm. Well, summer That's what it was. If you gave it a couple more months, you wouldn't even like that nigga no more. He would have been done got on your nerves by then. They had a summer going into fall. They were going to take fall pictures. And then by Christmas time, they probably would have broke up. Unless he showed out for the kids. 
Well, he went to jail and she, right when she was still in love. Ugh. So unfortunate. You know, what you gonna do when your man in jail? You gonna call that phone every day. When it's time to talk, you pick up. One of my homegirls was talking to a dude that was in jail, and I'm not going to say which homegirl, but boy, that was the most annoying shit, and I did not like that man. Of course, they didn't end up being together, but I, my college graduation, we are sitting there for dinner, and this nigga called from jail. And you, you on their time. And this bitch got up and walked away for like 45 minutes. And when I graduated from college, remember, I graduated from college on my birthday. So I'm like, bitch, where are you going? <laughs> it is my college graduation and my birthday. And you are walking away to talk to some man that is in jail? If you in there with them, baby, when they you call, answer. you answer. Because it, it's not like being out. You can't call him back. If you don't pick up now, you ain't going to talk to him tomorrow. Don't let him get in trouble. You don't know when you're going to speak to this nigga. You got to cherish every moment as they come. Life does not happen bi-weekly, so why should your payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. So when the Sisters Who Kill live show tickets drop, you know that you will be ready to snatch up your ticket no matter what. So download the Earn In app today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Sisters Who Kill under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. Sisters Who Kill under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. So, yeah, she on the phone with him every day. If he called twice a day, she answering twice a day. She accept all the charges. Of course, Charles is sitting there, you know, I love you. I have all these audio clips. I do love you and I miss you. I found this part particularly hilarious because that nigga couldn't even shower her with words. He was like, you know, like, just all of the above. I love you and all of that shit. Like, just know. You know what clip I'm talking about. Mariah Tice is on the phone with a young thug while he in jail. She's like, I got to make sure the lines are right. She's like, Daddy. Am I your baby? Young thug like, yeah, baby. You haven't seen that, friend? That shit is funny. They've been doing a lot of shit to Young Thug. You should take a nice little deep dive. They raided his cell. It's on the internet. I'm like, why the fuck do I see this nigga cell? <laughs> Erica, the sweet nothings over the phone. Literally nothings over the phone. It's it, it was holding over for a little bit, but she needs her nigga back, okay? But the thing is, Erica's working at like a fast food restaurant. She got three kids to feed. She ain't got extra money to be getting this nigga a lawyer and bail and shit. Like, she need big money to help this nigga. He facing a murder rap. They hop on the phone again. She's like, I can't even, I can barely sleep without you here next to me. It's stressing her out. She wants him home. So she's on the phone with him and she says, We're out here trying. I'm trying to call these lawyers, but, you know, talking to your family, trying to get that much money. It's a learning experience for both of us. Okay, because I was ready to respond. <laughs> I feel like every nigga in jail is like, this just a learning experience. Like, 
being in here, I've really grown and like really, I just, I see the mistakes of my past. I can't wait for us to grow right, together. Right. No, it's only going to make us better people. I was, I was young then and immature and then I'm a better person now. Everything is about a foundation, baby. And this is our foundation. It's going to be it's good and a, solid. It's just a learning lesson. Get the fuck, what the fuck did we learn? That your ass ain't shit and can't do shit for me for the rest of your fucking life. I'm damn near a paralegal. Right. What I learned is this ain't going to work. As she said, she's reaching out to the family. She's reaching out to the friends. But they not getting enough money for this nigga. Not, not what he needs. They need a big hit. Every time I talk to my sister, she says, I need to win a lottery. Today. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's the energy that Erica was on. <laughs> She's like, I I need a win right now. She gets back on the phone with Charles, and she says, Whatever the you got to do, we're going to have to do it. Your brother called today talking about getting money. He was like, we're going to get that. I'm going to come talk to you. Face and so face. on this jail phone, on this recorded jail phone, she said, whatever the fuck we got to do, we going to get you out of there. It gets them every time. Every time. And that's when Erica had the bright idea to rob two of her friends or associates. I don't know how close they are, but she knew them, right? And from word of mouth, her friends, JP and Wilbert, would host these strip parties. Or they have a little house that they have. They sell drinks. They sell smoke. And you come here, you have yourself a good time. And with a good time comes the money. And that's who the fuck we going to get to get my nigga out of jail. First question is, what was his bond? I have been searching. <laughs> I want to know so bad. Because I, I too have been searching and I didn't see it anywhere because what is his bond? You're in there for a murder charge, my friend. So if they bonded you, it's probably like half a mil or some shit. It's not like you got a squeaky clean pass. It's not like... He was in Denver? Denver. Where was he? Then you ran. He had a bond? Exactly. So if he had a bond, it was outrageous. I see that last year they set a $2 million bond for somebody for a murder charge. So 10% of that is still a hell of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Regardless, it's so, be a lot. It's crazy. So anyways. What you make in three years? <laughs> so. And I'm sure more than they have at that damn party. Right. Even even if you're having a big party, because parties get crazy. And JP and Wilbur, they knew how to throw them. Everybody knew that they were going to be lit. And everybody came with cash on hand because they already knew what was going on. So Wilbur, he was born on September 13th, 1977. He, I believe, is originally from Florida. That's at least where his family was living while all of this was going down. And Jerry Bernard Bell... He was born to his mother, Gladys. He has a younger sister named Jennifer Bell and a younger brother named Kobe. And he had two kids with this woman. Her name was Tamika. And they weren't together, but, you know, co-parenting, things were nice. Shoot, he throwing parties for money because he a man and got to take care of them kids. Erica knew that these were the guys that were throwing the party. So she hits up Diego. Now, there's not too much information about Diego Bailey. Diego is her man's brother. 
And at this time, he was 21 years old, and he had a homeboy named Shondell. Now, not Shondell from the story a couple weeks ago. This is a new Shondell, Shondell Bradley. And he's down there from College Park. And at this time, he's 18 years old. So it's her, Diego, and Shondell. Erica is sitting down with Diego and Shondell. She's like, okay, we need to make a plan of how we're going to get them. So I'm going to go to one of their other parties. I'm going to scope out the joint. I'm going to make sure that I have a good time, but I ain't going to get too drunk because I want to see what they doing, where they hiding the money, how they keeping their stash. She goes to a party. And then maybe about a month later, they sit down, they talk about it, they make a plan. Erica goes to the party, and when she goes to this party to scope out the joint, she brings her good Judy Kendra over there. And Erica's like, this is going to be a good plan. We don't get too drunk. We stay at the very end so I can see what's happening. And JP, he liked Kendra. So if JP liked Kendra, he's going to be trying to get Kendra to stay to the end of the party so I can really see what's going on. And by the end of the party, they're going to be a little sloppy with where they keep the money. Anyways, I'll be able to scope it out. I'm really setting the scene. Spy kids. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? She knew exactly how many people were there. She figured out where they kept the money. She figured out where they kept all the drugs, how they kept it separate or whatever. And she knew exactly what everybody needed to do so that she could get her man out of Erica. She tells her brother-in-law, Diego, the entire plan. Diego's like, all right, that's a great plan. JP Wilbur, you got everything planned out. We're ready to rock and roll. I'm going to need some help on my end to make sure that we rob them. We're going to make sure that it's a clean in and out. It's like a heist. Nothing bad is going to happen. I'm going to get my boy Shondell because he's smooth, smooth like butter. So we'll be able to go in and out. Biggest heist of our lives. So here it is, April 4th, 2009. Kendra, she decides that she's going to go over to Erica's house because they're about to get ready to go to the party. Kendra's like, girl, the last party was lit. JP won't me. So I'm super excited. Erica's like, yeah, girl, we're going to have a good night tonight. I feel it. I feel it. Something just tells me it's going to be a good night tonight. And then pulls up at the house, Diego, her brother-in-law, and Shondell. So they leave. They go to the party. Erica and Kendra, they get in Erica's car. Shondell and Diego, they get in Diego's girlfriend's car, like a black Honda. And one of the ones that are super loud, had like a muffler on the back. Country folks love them loud cars. Kendra and Erica go into the party. They go into the party. They're having a good time for a little while. Diego and Shondell are waiting in the car. And Erica's kind of scoping the scene, making sure that it's how it's supposed to be. Diego and Shondell, they're waiting for Erica's text for her to say that it's all clear. Now, at the party, it's jumping. They having a good time. They have rented a house on the west side over in Cobb County, and they was having a good time. Drinks were flowing. Bitches was twerking. It was a tip drill video in there. One of the dudes that was at the party, his name was Neil. Neil got fucked up, and he left with some girl, and he left his car there. He was just, you know, I'm going to go get it tomorrow. I'm too fucked up to drive. He leaves. The scene starts clearing out. The party starts dying down, and Erica texts Diego Get ready. And Diego turns to Shondell and said, all right, bro, get ready. They get out the car. They hide behind this green car that was parked in the backyard, and they just wait for a little while. Shondell and Diego are in position. Erica gets JP and Wilbert to go outside to their back little deck patio area or whatever. They step outside. As soon as they all get there, Diego and Chantel just start spraying the place. One of them got 
a rifle. One of them got a pistol, and they just pop, pop, pop. Bullets flying everywhere from opposite directions. Like, so it just, it don't even feel any type of safe out here. Now, there was no, hey, this is a stick-up. Give me all your money. There was, they ain't trying to give them no warning or nothing. They just started dropping them. We don't know for sure that Diego had a handgun or Shonda had the rifle. The neighbors, of course, hear the shots. And again, it ain't like a pop or nothing. It's pop, 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 pop. Like, it sounds like war outside. The neighbors are immediately calling the police. Kendra and Erica scared as shit because it just turned into a whole damn shootout out here. So they get in their car and they run. Diego and Shondell just lit the fucking scene. Now they got a haul ass out of there. Nobody left with any money, any valuables. The place did not get robbed. So Shondell and Diego, they hopped back in the car they came in, which is the dark Honda that barks. And right before they peel off, they throw the rifle out the window. And they throw the rifle out the car. They peel off. Now, the car's loud as shit. So, of course, the neighbors are saying we see a dark Honda with a loud muffler. So that's what police are looking for. An officer does see them fleeing, but by the time he saw them and registered it, he lost track of them. He should have used echolocation. First of all, his echolocation may be off because, you know, my echolocation is off. Erica and Kendra, they get in their car and they drive to Diego's cousin house, which is also like Carmen's cousin house, to make a cook. And Erica tells Tamika, like, girl, you're not going to believe what your cousin just did, man. We were supposed to go over here and rob these niggas, and she fucking went and killed them. Like, the fuck? Mess up the whole shit? We didn't even get no goddamn money. Like, that was the whole point of us doing We didn't go to kill niggas tonight. We came to get some money. Now two niggas is dead, and we broke still. Damn. Now two niggas is dead, and we still broke. Like, what? <laughs> now, and they were unarmed. So why did you come out right. shooting? The thing is, y'all trying to get this man out of this situation. Now y'all have put yourself into the exact same situation except for two times over, and you still broke. Now you now you don't have enough money to pay for you him still or ain't yourself. Got no money. <laughs> Erica's frustrated. She's like these stupid ass niggas, man. Y'all just really wasted all of our time tonight. We don't even got no money. Y'all ain't get no drugs. Y'all got no money. Y'all got nothing. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do now? Erica keep going. She was like, since when did we talk about shooting niggas? We came to rob. You totally fucked up the plan, D. Like, what the fuck was that? Ain't nobody got shit to say for themselves. Diego ends up going talking to another friend of his and says, I, I shot the gun off, yeah, but I don't know if I hit anybody. I was just shooting. Dumb. So that's your problem, baby. Because <laughs> that's a weapon, okay? It's not a toy. On April 4th, 2009, around 12 p.m., Neil Evans, remember this was the friend who had the time of his life the night before, had such a good time he couldn't even drive his ass home. He had to come back for his car. So he pull up, he like, yo, Wilbur, JP, where y'all at? And ain't nobody responding. He like, yo. <laughs> Where y'all at? He goes outside and sees his two friends dead. I know he probably was like, let me wake up from this dream. I and he's crushed because these are lifelong friends of his. Like, this ain't just like his neighbor or his homeboy who he just met. Like, these are his boys, his dogs, you know? Like, he knew his car was safe here because he knew who was right. going to be here. I'm sure he know both of their mamas. 
Like, they locked in for real. Mm-hmm. To have two losses like that, same day, the same time, and y'all was just there last night. The last time I laid eyes on you, we all had a smile on our faces. How is this the next morning? What the fuck happened last night when I left? Mm-hmm. You know, niggas be guilty. If I would have just stayed, this wouldn't happen. Or if I would have, like, uh, nigga, if you'd have stayed, you'd been dead too. Yeah, that's the reality. Neil, of course, calls 911. Police are on the scene very quickly. They take him. They try to console him. They talk to him. He tells them what he knows, which isn't much because he's shocked. They can clearly see that he is more than a little upset. The detective, Chris Twiggs, he starts looking around. And remember this in Cobb County. And he says, okay, there's two bodies. There's shell casings everywhere. But there's two different types of showcasing. So what does that tell us? That tells us that we have two shooters. Two men are dead. We have two shooters. He's putting the pieces together. He's like, okay, this whole scene is messy. These men were unarmed. It looks like somebody was trying to scare them, didn't know what they were doing, and started shooting. He put that together real quick. (laughs) And then he walks over to the front yard, and the detective is like, is that a rifle? Right on the right on the right front here. lawn, right here, SKS rifle. I'm almost sure that that's gonna match one of the shell cases in the back. The other one looks like it's a 40. You have to bag <laughs> like, it up for you I'm can officially say anything. But he knows he's he knows he's pretty much right. He's looking at this scene and he's like, "Yo, I imagine being like, all right, time to do detective work. It's gonna be hard." And be like, "Yo, what is? Y'all don't even know how. To, I can tell by these." These bullet cases that y'all don't even know how to hold the guns. This was sloppy. This was somebody that was clearly an amateur. Probably their first time ever holding a gun. And that's how people do. Have you seen people that just, like, go out and they... It's, like, really their first time pulling a trigger. And they're in, like, the woods or something. And they do, like, the to the side. I'm like, you gonna break your arm. I remember the first time I shot, I was like, damn, that's definitely a lot more power than I expected. Like, they say a gun is powerful, but you feel that shit when you pull the trigger. Yeah. And the first couple times is yeah. daunting. And I like some some guns I still can't shoot. My wrist too weak. Like a heavy ass Glock, that shit have thrown me back. And then if my nails are done sometimes I can't I have to have like bigger ones cuz like my little small one if my nails are too long, I can't shoot it mm-hmm. even though it's small. But I have big hands. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I want to get a new one for my birthday. We'll see. When they're talking to Neil, they learned that Wilbur and JP are cool dudes, that they're roommates. And everything on the scene was a telltale sign of a party last night. There were signs up saying, shots $1, bitches $10. (laughs) I don't know what the signs were saying, but there were signs everywhere. And they were like, okay, well, what else can you tell us? You left the party pretty late. Was there anybody else at the house? And he was like, there was a couple of girls left. And I didn't really know many of them, but I did know Erica. And they were like, who's Erica? They're like, Erica Stokes. She was still at the party. She was one of the last people there. And it was some homegirl of hers. I don't know who the homegirl was, but I left with my girl. So the police were like, all right, bet. Thank you so much, Neil. Please get some rest. We will call you with any updates. We'll do our best to try to investigate this situation. And they call Erica Stokes. Ring, ring. I know Erica was like, God damn it. How did they get me so fast? Hello? Ma'am, this is the Cobb County Police. I need you to come in so that we can question you. Oh, okay. Well, I'll sure be down there. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Great. And I know she was pissed. Down at the department, they're like, okay, let's look up who is Erica Stokes. 
Who is she related to? Who does she associate herself with? What do we know about her home address? Oh, shoot. Her home address is where we picked up Charles when he had to get extradited back to Colorado for murder. Hmm. That must be her man. Or her cousin. Mm-hmm. One or the other. It was her man. And they're like, well, whoa, how's Charles doing over in Colorado? They look Charles up, see how he's doing. Oh, he's still awaiting trial. There's a bond there, but he ain't made it. He's still sitting there. And so finally, Erica comes in. And they're like, ma'am, we're so sorry to tell you about JP and Wilbert. And she's like, I've known them for years. Like, I would consider them one of my closest friends. I go to their little house parties all the time. They've always been great people. And I'm not even a partier, but I like to be around them. And, you know, my homegirl, her and JP be kicking it together. And I just be wanting to support my girl. So I was at the party, but I got kids. So... I'm not even about that life. And she's like, it was just a crazy night. And she was like, actually, me and my homegirl, Kendra, we were there. We were in the house when JP and Wilbur got shot. And the police were like, what? Because they didn't. They weren't the ones that called 911. <laughs> right. Neil called the very next day. So they're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back that up. Tell me this story again. She says, okay, well, we were all sitting inside the house. And they were having a good time. Everybody had been drinking. And those two, they said that they were just going to go out back and get some fresh air. They went out and got some fresh air. And next thing you know, shots rang out. It was two guys that came out of nowhere. Don't know where they came from. It was the scariest thing. And me and my homegirl, like, we were scared. So we ran. We ran. It was a miracle that we even got away. And they were like, two men out of nowhere came and shot them. Do you know who these people are? Can you tell us anything? And she's like, absolutely. I know who one of them is. They're like, who? My boyfriend's brother. Your boyfriend's brother, mm-hmm, Diego, Diego Bailey, he did it. And they were like, well, what can you tell us about Diego? So what had happened was I was at the grocery store, and I ran into Diego. I was thinking about going to the party. I wasn't sure if I was going to go to the party. But Diego, he comes up, and they're like, can you describe Diego? He's like, he's tall, he's skinny, he dark skin. He, he came up to me, and he was with some other dude that I don't know. And he was like, man... Things are getting hard out here. Times are tight. I'm trying to make a dollar stretch. You know anybody that would be like a really easy target for me to get a little come up on? She's like, mm, I don't know. Times are hard for everybody, child. I ain't even got a dollar to spare. I be sending money to your brother. I don't even know about no easy targets, but I'm going to this party. I know cash be flowing there, but like, I, I don't know what to tell you. She was like, and then... That was the last I talked to Diego. It was just a run-in at the grocery store. And me and my homegirl, we get ready to go to the party. And when we're there, I see Diego and this man I've never seen before. And then I saw him pull the trigger. And they were like, well, why didn't you say anything? She was like, as soon as it happened, me and Kendra ran off. Next thing I know, Diego calls my phone and he's like, I saw you there, and you know I saw you. If you say anything at all, I'm coming back and I'm killing both of y'all. 
So what I'm supposed to say now? You you talking about you going to kill me and my homegirl too? So I just got scared and I ain't say nothing. And they're like, okay, okay, well, let's talk to Miss Kendra Moore because it sounds like Kendra Moore is somebody that has a little bit more information. Let's just corroborate your story. So they're interviewing Kendra and basically she's completely corroborated Erica's story. They were there. They was talking to some niggas. They went outside. Niggas started shooting. They got scared. They hauled ass up out of there. And Kendra's like, I wanted to go to the police right away, but then Diego called and threatened us, and obviously he'll kill somebody. He just did it in front of our face, so we just said we wasn't going to speak about it no more. The police, they're, like, shifting their focus to Diego. They're like, okay, let's dig into him a little bit because we still don't know who this mystery man is. Who was? We know there's a second shooter. We don't know who it is. We only have one name right now. So they dig into Diego a little bit, and they see he's been hanging out with some people. They start collecting the days, putting some timelines together. And after about two days, they find him in Palmetto, Georgia, at some girl house, whoever he was kicking with at the moment, a lover, some would say. And the police arrest him. He don't give up a fight. He's like, go ahead and take me in. They go, t- they go down to the station, and they're like, listen, we got two bodies and people have identified you as one of the shooters. Diego says, all right, so check this. First of all, I ain't killed nobody. What I did do was I attempted, I don't even want to say I attempted. I had a plan at first to go rob them because, you know, my brother girl said it was going to be some easy targets or whatever. We was going to catch them with their guard down, especially because, you know, they had to party or whatever. So it's like high traffic, niggas off, right? It just didn't go down that way. And it was like, well, what made y'all choose these people as a, a target in the first place? And he was like, I heard about the nigga throwing parties and shit. Like, so I know you, you, you sitting here running these clubs. You got a decent amount of money at the house or whatever. So I was just going to come and try and take some of that. This is just supposed to be a robbery. Like, I ain't... I ain't a killer. So if not you, then who? And he was like, well, I had my boy Sean Dell come help me out. Like, yeah, I mean, we was about to hit this lick, and I needed a nigga who was going to be down for whatever, so I hit up Sean Dell because if we got to play, he going to make it. Police was like, so you and Sean Dell at the house, what happened? He was like, well, like we said, the plan was a rob So we go to the back, and we was hiding, like, behind the cars or whatever. We was just, like, waiting for a good time to, like, do it or whatever then they walked out to the backyard and it was like we couldn't really do anything and so basically I was like you know what I don't really want to do this anymore so I left and I had actually went back to the car but while I was in the car Shondell started shooting Shondell came back to the car and I had heard gunshots while he was out there and so basically I seen him running back to the car empty-handed and I was like, damn, like, you just you just killed somebody. But we didn't rob nobody. And so then we just drove off. You know what I mean? They're like, so you drove off? He was like, yeah, Shondell, he, he dropped a gun out the window or whatever, and we, we left. And the police are listening to him, and it was like, there's some truth in there, but there's some lies in there, too. One, we got Erica saying that there was two shooters. We got... Kendra saying there's two shooters. We've got two different bullets. And we've got the bullets coming from two different directions. So, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, <laughs> waddles like a duck, guess what? Probably a goddamn duck. The police is like, we ain't even buying. And Diego's like, listen, this shit wasn't even my plan to begin with. 
this is my brother girl playing Erica. Like, she she told us this was what we was going to do. And, like, I love my bro or whatever, so I was down for it. But I'm not even, like, in it that deep. And it was like, so Erica had you and Shondell go up there. Well, no, Erica came to me. And I was like, well, if it, if 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 I'm going to do this, I'm going to need my boy Shondell with me. So I brought Shondell into it, but it started with Erica. So they tell Diego, don't go far. We'll be in touch with you soon. So the police are like, all right, Diego, <laughs> you wait right here. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. So they're like, let's find Shondell. So they go, they find him, they bring Shondell in for questioning. Shondell talks and he's like, yeah, so... Basically, I ain't kill nobody. <laughs> and cops are like, here we fucking go. So nobody did it. And he was like, nah, like, I was actually in the car when the shooting had started. Diego was out there. He was the one. He It had to be him who killed him because he was the one shooting. I was in the car. And they was like, so why did you do it? He was like, nah, Diego, his brother, girl or something, she came up with this shit. And it was like, Erica, yeah, Erica, that's her name. She she had this whole plan that we was going to rob these people. Diego, he had asked me to roll with them, and so I did. But, nah, I wasn't there to try and kill nobody. That wasn't really the plan. So, yeah, I was in the car. And the cops is like, it's the same fucking story that Diego just told us. Oh, I ain't do it. It was him. He was in the car. At least one of y'all was lying, and it's probably both. Because, again... We've got two sets of bullets. We've got them going in different directions. So they tell Shondell, don't go far. We'll be in touch with you soon. And the cops is like, we got to pin this whole thing together. And you know who we need to talk to again? Erica. Because both of these niggas saying that she's the mastermind. So she is who we need to run this by again, try and poke a hole in her story, figure this all out. What they do know is that Charles is Diego's brother. And Erica was doing all of this for Charles. So she's doing all of this for Charles. Maybe she talked to Charles about it. So they go through 18 hours of phone conversations. And they'll do it to you, too. Okay? Ain't got none but time. That's probably like, I think I could love that job to sit there and listen I was to just sit there and listen that. to niggas jail calls and see. Like, I would hate to, like, be snitching on niggas. Like, ah, they planning and shit or whatever. But... The juicy shit, because these niggas talk like they not being recorded. It's probably so fucking juicy. The tea. <laughs> the tea. I could do a whole podcast on things I heard on the calls today. So then X said to Y, the da-da-da-da-da. We don't have to use no names, but boy, was it juicy. Child, I done listened to all of his phone calls with all of them women. He telling three women the same thing. This man got lines. He's like, this nigga don't fuck. Done had phone sex with three different girls today. They all goofy. And she only... And that J-Pay be coming right. in. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> Here he go again. It's got to be so juicy. So, of course, when they play this audio back, they hear Erica saying she gonna do whatever the fuck she gotta do to get this man out of here. Of course, they hear Erica talking about some. I don't talk to your brother, and he going down over here face-to-face to to talk about how we going to get you out of here. We making plans. And they was like, you know what? It is starting to look like you planned this shit. Pretty clear. You know, named him. But you planning it with Diego. So now they dig a little deeper, and they look into her text message and phone records between her and Diego. 
And they texting back and forth all the days leading up to the night of the murder. And they laying out a play-by-play. The police got it all right here in print, dumbasses. And they have all these incriminating text messages, including a text on the night of the murder. Well, the detective was like, let's go. Let's go pick up Erica, ma'am. You already knew we were coming back. She's like, yeah, I knew y'all was coming back. They arrest her. Diego and Shondell arrested soon afterwards. Then they're like, I, yeah, I believe that all three of you guys are a very critical part in these two murders that were clearly senseless. And they didn't pick up Kendra, though. They were quite, they were unsure. It seemed like maybe Kendra was just like a pawn. And all of this going on, it seemed like, Kendra was just maybe her way into the party. We couldn't, we didn't have enough evidence to pick up Kendra. After they're arrested, they sit Erica down again. Erica, you're here, you're under arrest, you're Mirandized. Do you have anything else to say to us? And she says, he's like, this is all the evidence we have. Here are the text messages. I got this phone call with you and your man. I've got people saying that they were at your house the day before. There's a pile of evidence against you. Do you have anything that you would like to tell us before we get in front of the judge. And she says, as a matter of fact, I do. You're right. I did come up with this plan, but the plan was to rob them. The plan was for nobody to die. I was trying to get my man out of jail. I was trying to post his bond so I could sleep at night. And I went to his brother because I knew his brother had guns and that he could scare people, right? But I didn't think that he was going to kill him. I planned this thing and at no point did I say kill, die, murder. We said rob, money, drugs. You get what I'm saying? (laughs) And they're like, what about your friend Kendra? Since you know everything about the men, what do you know about your friend Kendra? She was like, well, I just knew that Kendra was my way in. She really didn't know nothing. Like, she, there's no point in arresting her because she had nothing to do with this. She's not related to this. She just is my homegirl, and I, I needed a girlfriend with me while I was out. Do not call me for that, okay? She was like, we were there. I thought they was going to rob them. And then they started pulling the trigger and bullets started spraying. So me and Kendra, we ran. This wasn't part of the plan. So we run. We see that the bullets aren't flying anymore. We get back in my car and we book it home because that is not what we had going on at all. I take my girl Kendra home. She clearly is distraught. I go home and I'm pissed because Diego knew. Diego knew that I said no guns, but he pulled the trigger. And they're like, all right, what you're telling us is true. Yes. And she's like, Yes, they were not supposed to die. At this point, she is breaking down. She's very upset. She's She can't believe, like, you orchestrated to rob your friends, quote-unquote friends, that you say. And instead, they got killed. When you shouldn't have been orchestrating to rob anybody. I would be so upset if my friends orchestrated for me to be robbed. Like, my friends? Me? People that I, I let you in my home? <laughs> me? You know what I'm saying? The detective was like, listen, when you plead, you get to decide what you're going to plead. But we can definitely work with you because Diego was the one that pulled the trigger is what we know for sure. And if you plead and you testify against him, then maybe we can work something out for you. Because at the end of the day, you orchestrated this. So his blood is on your hands. So you're guilty. Erica thinks about it. And she thinks about it. And she's just like, oh, oh, what am I going to do? And at this time, they pick up Kendra and they arrest her 
with concealing a death after the fact. So not murder, you know, nothing big, but, you know, it's a big charge. Nothing big, but it's big. And same thing. <laughs> right. Not as big as what everybody else has. And so then they talked to Kendra, same thing. You know, you were there. You didn't call 911. You are just as guilty, but you can plead in exchange for your testimony, and we can see what we can do for you. So Erica pleads guilty. Kendra pleads guilty. Shondell pleads guilty. And all three of them testify against Diego when he goes to trial. Take that shit to trial, bitch. Take that shit to trial, bitch. Take that shit to trial, bitch. Take that shit to trial. Erica, Kendra, Shondell, they're all pleading guilty. And Diego decides he's going to fight for his life. He says, ain't no way there's enough evidence to convict me. So he decides to go to trial, even though all the other three are some made a plea to testify against him. He's still going to fight that good fight. So on June 22nd of 2009, Diego's trial begins, and his defense is his story to the police, that he sat in the car because he was scared. Shondell did this shit. Erica probably had the other gun. What, me? Crime scene analysts determined that the gunfire, again, was coming from two different places, two different trajectories. It's impossible that there was one shooter, but it's damn near impossible. They're different distances, different directions. Like, it's it's giving two people. And Erica, her story of her running and fleeing and not shooting is corroborated by Kendra, who was also running and fleeing. But you, sir, everybody's saying you did it. So Diego is found guilty on all charges. Malice murder, felony murder, aggravated assault, conspiracy, commit armed robbery, possession of a firearm during a crime. I'm pretty sure he got more than that. They stacked it up on him. Which, I mean, of course... If you go to trial and you lose, they gon' stack it just to say you should have took the fucking plea. And so they gave him not one but two life sentences. Erica and Shondell, they also got two life sentences, but they also got the possibility of parole. And I think that they were able to serve those concurrently, so at the same time. So basically like one life sentence. Yeah, because I forgot to say this. The detective was like, listen... You're in a death penalty mm -hmm. state. <laughs> you sure you don't want to take this said, Please plea? don't kill me. Because if you're found guilty, remember, this is a death penalty state. Yeah, they was like, I want to live. So they took it. Soon after this all wrapped up, Charles' case got wrapped up. <laughs> and he was found guilty on his murder charge and was set to serve 48 years in a Denver prison. He never did get charged in connection to this robbery murder plot that his girlfriend and brother concocted, which is shaky. If she's sitting here saying, we got a plan, we got a plan, like, I thought they was going to raise money. She said she's talking to my family. It's easily deniable if she didn't explicitly state the plan on a phone call. Now, of course, Diego appealed his conviction. He was basically saying, how y'all going to take the testimony of three people who just played out? Like, of course, they're against me. Then the detective who interviewed me, his testimony that he gave was that Erica said this. That's double hearsay. He's like, and you tried to say that it was a robbery. I got robbery charges. We ain't robbed nobody. And so basically they was like, listen, everybody else pleading against you was an eyewitness to the fact. Their testimony is accepted. We're even going to accept the detectives because that was part of the intake meeting, the evidence, and it's only supporting the rest of the evidence that we have. It's not like that's the only thing we use to pin you on. And as far as you didn't rob anybody, you can think about committing a robbery and change your mind 
and lose that robbery charge, but you can't change your mind because it wasn't the right time. That does not count. You can't change your mind because you got spooked by something there. That doesn't count. And you can't change your mind because shit went wrong and it was no longer possible. That doesn't count. That means if shit was going smooth and shit was going according to plan, then you still would have robbed him. So then you didn't really change your mind. You was just in a bad position. So that's all bullshit. They denied his appeal. Erica is currently housed in Arendelle State Prison. Don't know who has custody of her kids. I can't believe that she gave up a life with her three boys to sit in jail for a nigga. That she only for knew less for less than, than a, a year. year. Don't know how Diego and Shondell are doing these days. but Yeah, Kendra just got probation. I'm glad, girl. Can't believe that girl tried to get you tied up in some shit behind your back. <laughs> Do not call me. Oh, could you imagine? Like, if I didn't even tell you. I just, Do like, Mariah, come with me to this party. Like, you the fucking bait? You the bait for a robbery that I'm planning and I don't even tell you and a shootout you- breaks out? And now police are investigating me? You got to let me know. I deserve the right. Could you imagine sitting in that interrogation room? I deserve the right to like, say so no. Did you know about this plan? What plan? Oh. To rob them. To rob who? To rob JP and who's robbing them? Because Erica- I don't need to rob nobody. We have a long talk to have. She said that? Really, girl? You put me in she this type of situation? That. Tell me you don't care about me without telling me you don't care about me. She could have lost her Mm-mm. life. What if one of them bullets hit her? Because that nigga said he wasn't even looking. I don't know if I shot anybody. I was just shooting. She could have been killed. That He closed his eyes and pulled the trigger. He didn't I'm know like, what girl, he was doing. You don't give that'll be the last time we speak. Yeah. I need my friends to care about me a little bit more than that. All right, y'all. It's time for... Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I would have got away with it. I ain't do it, girl. But if I did, leave that nigga alone. He facing a murder charge, and he did it. Even if you get him out for a little bit, you're going to be in the same predicament as soon as that trial comes finish. So let it alone. Because he because did he it. Did. you know he did it. Everybody know he did it. He did if it he in the was like, we're going to see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, I killed him, but hopefully my lawyer. Like, the fuck? I just don't get it. I don't that niggas really be sitting there talking about free him, free him. Like, nah, let that nigga sit. Let <laughs> that nigga sit and think about the fuck he did. Exactly. I ain't do it, but if I did, if you're approaching somebody that is known to have guns, you knew that Diego always had guns, that was something that made you weary of Diego, and you ask him to rob somebody, assume that he's going to have a gun with him. I ain't do it, but if I did, jail calls are recorded, everybody. Don't plan no crimes (laughs) on the jail phone. Don't plan no crimes in a jail letter. Don't send anything criminal into a jail. It's They looking at all of it. Nothing. They looking at all of it. If you Nothing. are going to commit a crime, please don't do it in government property or with government property. Please don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Everything. Your iPhones are recording you, too. Yeah, just but them FYI. Apple folks be like, mm-mm. So people can tell us, shifty, mm-mm, I'm going to need a warrant. <laughs> Listen, they won't even let you back into your phone. I ain't do it, but if I did, unfortunately, Diego's the one that got messed up here. But Diego, babes, always assume... I think this is just a life rule. I just all it's safe to assume that everybody's gonna turn on you. You can treat them how you're gonna treat them, but you can't be in no shit. I'm always gonna assume the worst. There's a chance that you may turn on me, so I either need to act alone or I need to maybe think it's not a good idea. He can't be too surprised that the nigga turned on him because he turned on the nigga. Y'all turned on each other. But maybe maybe it was like Quit, a pat. Too. Like if I say you did it and you say I did it, 
who gonna prove? There's reasonable doubt each way. But see, the thing is, if he was gonna go that route, should have only been one gun. Should have been one gun. And y'all both go back there. Even if somebody had a fake gun, and it's just like pop, pop, pop. Who knows who had what? And I think that's a great note for them as well. If Shondell wasn't used to having guns, you could also gave him a gun that wasn't loaded. If you know that they're unarmed, just take the clip out of his gun. He a baby. He don't know what he doing. Here's the thing. And y'all could still could have robbed him. And y'all didn't even rob him. I didn't do it, but if I did, I think it would have actually been perfect that Erica and Kendra got both of niggas out of the house because now the house is completely empty. Now all she got to do is a little hoodie hoo when they coming back inside and y'all get the fuck out. Y'all never had to make contact with these niggas. They could have never seen your faces. They'd be like, damn, we stepped outside for a second next and we know the place fucking robbed. Y'all could have just went in the stealth mode, cleared the shit out. She's sitting there texting you where all the shit is anyways. Grab the drugs, grab the money, put your way on out of there. I ain't do it, but if I did, I'm getting a quiet-ass car. (laughs) That was Diego and him. Erica's car was quiet. It's the loud one, the black loud one. The one with the big muffler. Like, because now you can't even be in stealth mode. They could have pulled off, but they would have been like, I heard that pick up, and I was like, oh, shit, who out front? Then we looked in the house, the house robbed. Somebody would have fucked up muffler robbed us. Like, you already identified. Stealth mode. Be easy. I ain't do it, but if I did, I just I just wouldn't have done this. Not for somebody that is in, that is going, so to, prison. going to prison anyways. Like, if I'm a fight for somebody's freedom, you, you are like, come on, let's, let's earn it. It needs to be on some bullshit. He killed somebody, okay? And he did it. In and broad he daylight. Did it. Like, it's not like this nigga was fighting for his life. It's not a self-defense thing. It was a, we got into a fist fight. He was getting the upper hand, so I got my gun and I ended the shit. Get your ass beat like a man and walk away. That means he didn't care about you or your kids and the family unit that y'all were making. Because if he cared about you, your kids, and the family unit that y'all were making, he would have moved If you're not able to get your ass beat and walk away, then don't get on no fucking fights. If you got to pull a gun out, to, like, come on now. What do you say? That gun don't make you a man, Craig. These, these make you a man. People are going to love our live show because I'm up here shaking my fist. <laughs> right. These. <laughs> oh, guns aren't toys. That was for Shondell. I think we already covered that. Um, yeah. I would have just kept writing him love letters and let him send me his arts and crafts. Girl, I'd have got back on the app and started the arts and crafts again. from Don't jail. <laughs> Move your shit out, put it, taking it to the Goodwills or to your, your mama house, whatever you need me to do. It. Whatever you want to do, shit. He ain't coming back for it. Imagine. Imagine. You are dating this man for spring. Give me a month in spring. Mm-hmm. Let's say May. All right. Let's say y'all met in May. He's arrested in October. Y'all have only been together for a little while. They had that summer. And you are the one going around to his family members, his mama, his sister, his auntie house, talking about some, y'all got some extra money so that we can put everything Imagine. on the books. So you got extra money so that we can Imagine. try to get him out. Imagine you doing that. Imagine you doing that. Silly. me. Parole or no parole. I heard parole. nothing good about none of y'all. Everybody's in there for life. <laughs> Keep all of them. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't think no, Erica could get out? I don't, under, I don't understand having not one, not two, but three kids and making these type of decisions. Because what are you raising your boys to think is okay? Like, look at all the things this man has done and continues to do and continues to feel is okay. 
Y'all not sitting here talking about, like, damn, this shit eats me up in the night. Y'all sitting here talking about, I'm lonely because you're not by my side. I love you and all of the above. But that's what you say. A nigga gonna have to be like, this shit haunts me. Like, there's, you, who am I, who? Friend, have you seen an updated picture of her? Have I? (laughs) It's hard out here, okay? (laughs) The type of behavior still letting these men have, like, it's, it's a no for me, dog. Go start a group. Do something meaningful with your life. Learn to love yourself. If y'all don't love yourself, y'all gonna end up in jail. There it is. After a nigga that don't really love you neither. That's that's what today's lesson is. Just go ahead and love yourself. Give her about. I think give her about fifteen more. You years. You gonna let her out? Oh, cause she ain't pulled the trigger. I guess so. Yeah. And I really don't think you right. Cause I don't think give she did me for them niggas to die. But like, girl, I completely want you I, to change your entire mindset. Like, if you get out, I need you to change your entire mindset. You deserve more. Your kids deserve more. Seriously, like, therapy. Deep therapy. Like, go to all the group meetings while you in there. The fact that loneliness got you into this situation. I don't ever want to be that lonely. I don't ever want to be that lonely. Okay, let's read some reviews and let's get out of here. If you'd like to leave us a review, you can. Please do anywhere that you are listening to this podcast. We are so excited to read them okay this one says yes black girls rock five stars all across the board honey i love this podcast mariah and taz keep me entertained all day long i love listening to their podcast on my days at work i love the detailed research and the storytelling of the cases continue to do great things ladies p.s i'm gonna have to start at the beginning again because i've listened to all of the episodes already smiley face thank you girl All right, this one says, first podcast I started listening to, and I'm hooked. I tried adding other crime podcasts in my rotation, but nothing hits like Sisters Who Kill. Thanks. We appreciate it. We love you. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And if you want to keep up with us, you can. Please do. Sisters Who Kill on, what is it called? Sisters Who Kill on X. Twitter, X. Sisters Who Kill pod on instagram sisters who kill podcast on tiktok follow us on facebook we have a public facebook page where we send lots of updates we also have a private facebook discussion group where you can chit chat with us we can get into all the tea see what's going on in the world we'd love to have you you must answer the questions to get in anything else friend tickets are on sale now for the live show get them now get them now don't disappoint me please Tickets are live. That's right. If go to sisterswhokilllive.com. Yes, there will be three L's in there. Sisterswhokilllive.com. Get your tickets. There are also VIP tickets where you can come see us, take a pic with us, and say, hey, I think that's it for real. Anything else? Talk to us. We talk back. Bye. Bye.